Yeah, I've been thinking about risk as well. So that's something I know for myself. Um, I do find sometimes sensitive people can be more risk adverse just because we're more aware of what can go wrong. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, but it can be, I find, um, which again, of course, then the question is, sometimes that's exactly what you want, but sometimes maybe not. And can you do both? I don't know how that yeah. is for you. I think it again, it depends on the environment. Sometimes you have to be risk averse. So the question is whether you can manage maybe this uh, balance between the environment and and your self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with the environment, I find, um, I, absolutely. I mean, you're always kind of part of the system anyway, isn't it? Yeah. Um, again, what I find often is, so let's imagine you're more sensitive and you're not naturally drawn to something that's loud and <laughs> chaotic and maybe lots of structures in place or whatever. Um, and again, I sometimes like to challenge that. So I've seen that a lot around you know, when people are more like, oh, I'm more introverted or I'm more sensitive and blah, blah, blah. And so we're naturally drawn to something that's, you know, loving and nourishing and ah, inclusive and it's great. But what if your thing or your cause or the thing you need or want to do is in a different environment? And like, how much can you actually get yourself to the place where you can go in there? Not, you know, you can't change the whole system, but at least you can do your little bit to shift something. And I find it so interesting sometimes that and I'm, I'm, you know, I still need to sometimes remind myself of that, that just because it's different to my personality doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like the same as brand, sometimes we just naturally go for something because it looks like me, even though the other one could also be good. But how do you, so what's, what's your thing about um, environments? Like when, because it's super important to. Well, I have this, um... I don't know if you know, but I had last year a program called Start a Business with Meaning. And now I'm offering the same thing to corporations as a training. And it includes um, a few aspects. One of them is uh, being, so so this is the self-awareness concept where you know yourself well and know exactly what you want. Because if you know exactly what you want, um, you will know if the environment is good for you or you will know whether you can change it or, or how to change it. So when you have a clear understanding of yourself, it's like being centered. So this is number one. The second thing is the relationships you build because this in a company is the culture, how you relate to each other. And this is something that I saw yesterday as a response to one of my posts on LinkedIn. It was on, on culture, on cultural transformation and it was exactly the um, something that I've never seen before that culture is actually relationships. It's not something that it's not a structure. It's not something that you set up. It's not something that you um, write on paper. And the third thing was, um, you know, having a, an alignment between all these things and where you want to go. So it's, it's the strategy perspective. It also directs whether you're going to be in this company, whether it has meaning for you at all, it's the direction, basically, how you mm-hmm. organize everything. And it, it is a part of leadership as well. Yeah. To influence that or to be aware of it before you go in? Or how do you mean? Whether you're inside the company and you suddenly realize these things and you know that you can lead only by managing yourself, managing your relationships and how this fits into the common goal or how your common goal 
encompasses your personal desires and the relationships within this company. So I, I think it's, uh, you know, we, we tend to think in terms, in definitions, this is leadership, this is strategy, this is culture, this is myself. But in the end, it all molds. I mean, it's good for people to realize it, to structure it a little bit, like what leads into what. But if you think about it, knowing yourself and you, if by you having meaning, you have the drive, you have the direction. So you're a better leader. If you are able to manage your relationships within the company, you manage the culture better. So you're a better leader. If you have a clear vision about your goal, about your strategy, you're a better leader. And then only a good leader can create a proper culture. Only a good leader knows himself. So it's double-sided. This mm. is what I think. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, definitely. If, though for me, there's still then the question, how do you go in if, if you're easily, like what, what qualities would you say like uh, such a leader needs to have to make that happen? Because, you know, you can be faced with a lot coming against you, especially when you're trying to change things. Mm -hmm. it, it all depends where you are, what qualities. I mean, the qualities can differ uh, amongst industries, environments. Mm -hmm. It's not even a, a special quality that you need to be a leader. You just have to have this inner sense of purpose for me, sense of purpose, sense of meaning that will give you the drive and will call in the qualities that are needed for you to manage whatever you, you need to lead. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's something actually I've learned a long time ago when someone just said in a side comment to me, like, well, every, any leadership is about self-leadership. It's like, ah, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. It's so true. Because then, then, like, for me, I think what I've seen is, is yeah, it's just really being able to trust someone. Like the people I want to follow, I want to be know that they want the best for me or you know my interests and yeah. um, so I kind of having this okay yeah I'm happy to do whatever needs doing what you say <laughs> then I can follow you kind of thing but that's that's often the question like what do they need to do to build that trust and of course understanding others is really really important. Um, mm -hmm. having the vision, you know, like you said, strategizing around it, that's all good. Um, but yeah, like, like my point, I guess, is really, but also being able to, to stay strong when something happens. Um, I think that the point of, of building trust, it always has to do with alignment of values. So it has to do with culture. It has to do with your relationships. You cannot gain the trust of anybody who wants to follow you unless they're aligned with, with your values. First of all, unless you can build uh, a good communication, what is trust? Trust is built over time, um, and it's not based on qualities. I think it's based on visions, on values. It's based on on these intrinsic things. It, you don't trust me because I'm smart. You trust me because I because you see my vision, because you see what I'm striving for. Because you see Integrity that you well. want the same. Because you recognize your vision in my vision. That's why you trust me. Um, and, and because I see you doing it in a way that resonates with me. Because you could go about it in a way and I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, so I guess you, you have to have, yeah, like you said, similar values on some stage as well. 
Yeah, I, I wasn't talking about me in particular. Here, no, no, no. In general, I mean, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I, I mean, in general. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, definitely, yeah. Mm. But uh, listen now. Nicolina, because we're having an anyhow a very good conversation and I'm anyhow recording and I don't want to waste this beautiful talk. So now is maybe the time for you to tell us what exactly you do. <laughs> what I exactly I do. Uh, yeah. I'm a coach, I guess, similar to you. Or you do, I don't know what you call yourself, healer coach, actually. I have two different uh, businesses. Okay. One is Heal and Learn, the other one okay. is uh, Grow and Learn. And the Heal and Learn, I am... I, I guess you can say training people. I, I'd rather call myself a trainer than than anything else. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And mm. the business part is training, but for companies. But it is again companies are people. So absolutely, it's very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I guess in that sense I'm similar. I, I normally call myself a coach, and sometimes there's a bit of feeling in there. Um, and I'm yeah doing a bit of teaching here and there. Or oh, I'm, I'm still moving into that side of. Uh, yeah, the arena, I guess. Does that answer your question? <laughs> and I'm, I'm, my main focus is, of course, more the sensitive, creative people, just because I find often we do need a different skill set to get the same results as the more louder people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sometimes at least. So that's normally where I focus, like how to get you to where you need to be to be able to do the things you'd want to do in the world when you maybe come in with a different skill set, different personality, different challenges than to, I would I say, the majority of people out there. <laughs> yeah, I agree, though, because a skill set uh, tools are important. I mean, I don't want to be talking only about path here because uh, tools can help you shape your thinking. So mm -hmm. they can help you shape your leadership as well so what kind of skills do you do you think uh, sensitive people need uh like i said one thing that's quite present for me at the moment i guess re reflecting my own journey is um well it's an ongoing journey for all of us because we we are sensitive so we are reacting more quickly to all sorts of things in the environment triggers be it emotional be it you know sounds uh, whatever um to be able to handle that first of all and not always having to retreat for a day before you're able to go in there again i think is super important because otherwise you know you're losing out on valuable life energy time um i think again often what i said sensitivity comes with not every sensitive person is introverted but they 70 percent or something of them are that means often they tend to be more in the back not be loud, not, not go in there and say, hey, this is what I think, this is my opinion, listen to me over here. <laughs> um, so often it has to be, it's a bit about yeah, being seen I, and talking about leadership, being seen leading, again, I think is super important to, again, to build this trust that others see, oh yeah, you, you know, they know what they're doing. How they are you handle. seen leading then? How, how do you show yourself as, as leading? You know, let's say, in, let's just theor theoreticize about a, a work situation in a corporation and um, and somebody <clears throat> and, yeah and somebody wants to um, or is taking a leadership role or is given a leadership role but uh, but they're sensitive and then they need to show the people that they have to lead you know, what they're up to or what they want them mm. to be followed for. 
I How think do it's we a, do that? <laughs> no, I mean, I guess it's it's uh, it's similar. I mean, visibility can again come with you're more sensitive to oh, is there a rejection or something? So it kind of is a similar thing of kind of building yourself strong to be seen no matter what. And the other thing is again, often I find science, and I don't have a number for that. I'm sure there's research out there, but sensitivity often comes with over caring, over giving. Mm-hmm. because with what we used to do in childhood, you know, making it pleasing everyone, that's why we are so sensitive because we're so good at it, making sure that everyone else is fine. <laughs> um, and if you take that into certain environments or positions, again, it can work against you because A, you can't please everyone, we know that, um, but you can't, again, you, you just, you, I think it can be difficult to build that trust. Well, one thing I already mentioned is because imagine your communication style is, oh, would you mind? Um, and if it's no problem, and um, I would really appreciate if, and, and the other person's like, what do you, what you want? <laughs> Just tell me what you want, you know? Um, or, um, yeah, if you, if you just can't communicate directly. So if you're kind of always beating around the bush before you get somewhere for someone else, especially if the person maybe isn't sensitive, they're a bit like, what are we doing here? <laughs> and they might get annoyed with you, even though you meant really well. So that's, I think, another thing to be really aware of. Um, to, and again, it comes a lot to, of course, what I said at the beginning, kind of being okay with conflict, for example. You know, if you're in a leadership position, sooner or later, you, there will be conflict, most likely. How, how are you okay with that, that some people will not agree with you, for example? Mm-hmm. Um, what so, else? Uh, so would you tackle these things uh, simultaneously, working on yourself and on your uh, past experiences that have made you to be sensitive or that have... Um, not, not necessarily past experiences, but your view of the world. So would you be working more on the, on the self-knowledge and self-awareness or would you be working more on the skill set or simultaneously? The skill set as in, for example? As in how exactly, the, on, the how. So one is the reasoning, which is you know, the, the internal um, reasoning why I want to do things on the motivation, on on the values, on who am I, on understanding yourself. And the other one is, okay, what exactly do I need to do to get these mm. people to listen to me? Mm. Yeah, of course. Uh, I think that goes hand in hand, yeah. generally, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Because you still need to know, you know, what you ultimately want to achieve. You have to make your goals and values and all that clear, of course. Yeah. You still want to steer the ship, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even if that means making sure that everyone else is having an awesome time, they know what they're doing, they're really enjoying being there. I mean, I'm not by any means saying you shouldn't do that bit. But generally, I think a lot of sensitive people are already really good at that side of checking in with everyone, listening to what they want or their ideas. But then you still need to tie it all up and be like, okay, with all of this, we should go there. Or like, you, you obviously you might have a joint decision or something. But, um, so you can do all the traditional leadership skills or trainings or whatever, please, yes. But just make sure you can still also uh, operate or use them in the same way as maybe some other people do that are easier to jump on certain things, maybe, if that makes sense. Yes, you listen to other people and you reconcile what they have to say about it and you listen to their opinions. And yet still your vision has to be 
has to overcome or has to be the prevalent Right, because you're you're leading and and then you have to deal already with the feedback with the motivating them with maybe even addressing something that is in conflict with what your intention is i mean that's what i'm talking about if, yeah. if everything's going fine yeah <laughs> if there's everyone agrees and everyone's like oh yeah we all want to do this fine like do it go there but if you know if we all sometimes you have a situation where that isn't the case and that's the question for me like how do you handle them like can you still hold everything together Because that's, again, how I like find in my life, like, and, and that's what I meant at the beginning, in a way, what we've seen over the last couple of months. If things are more or less fine, we're like, yeah, let's just have discussions and let's, you know, sort everything out and let's talk everything through. I'm sure it's the same when you have a kid. I don't, but you do. <laughs> but when there's an emergency, someone all of a sudden needs to be like, we need to do this now, or let's do, you know, and that's the question. Can, can you do that at that moment? And sometimes people are just brilliantly stepping up to it. Mm-hmm. that's true yeah. um again environment yeah if you have doubts in that moment or something or just don't trust yourself mm-hmm. the others won't trust you either just you either if that makes sense yeah absolutely in in the end it's managing yourself in any life situations being a work situation or not it's just that we are placing ourselves now in a work situation, but it's actually managing yourself because you're doing exactly the same thing. You're managing yourself, managing other people and going somewhere with your life. It's just that. Yeah, I, I think it's the same. Yeah. And I mean, that's why it has become to my, in, to my awareness is partly because that's why I've seen it in my own life because I've always been like, well, I didn't work in corporate or I, I'm not a leader or something. But I realized the more I've done this work, mm-hmm. the more there were situations in work but in family or whatever where all of a sudden people were looking to me yeah to kind of lead even if it's you know it doesn't lead to such a big word it can be let's go to that restaurant but yeah. all of a sudden you're the one saying it or mm-hmm. you know they ask you for something or and I was like oh that's really interesting and then I started to you know watch for where else I could notice that and it, it yeah so that seems to be the case I think for a lot of people it's like you said it is a lot the inner stuff But then it reflects how you show up. And of course, sometimes when we think about work, sometimes then you get promoted, but it can be the other way around. I think it's usually, I mean, that's even more beautiful if then it, let's say you get to a higher position or something and it reflects that you can take it on more. Sometimes it happens the other way around and you get promoted and you're like, shit, <laughs> now I need to solve this. And then of course the question is, can you grow into it or not? And I think possibly most people know examples of people who've been able to grow into it and people who don't grow into it and like you say become more like micromanagers or something because they just don't know how to lead mm-hmm. and that's not always nice just because you want your senior to be someone to follow in a good way even if it's almost if, as an equal mm-hmm. yeah that's, I mean that's the reason why a lot of consulting companies for example focus more on on the uh, on the selection on recruiting than on managing uh, leadership inside the company because for them the personality is more important and they believe you cannot change it anyhow i think you oh, actually okay. can with the right tools you you can train people correctly absolutely so i understand both views yes character is very important when when recruiting because yes culture starts with recruiting But uh, but you can change a lot of things and improve them. I th- absolutely. I mean, like you said, I think both is valid because sometimes, let's say, someone has no leadership qualities yet, it might take a while. 
but if they're already my, my, sometimes people just need a nudge and then they blossom right it, i think it really and that's that's a challenge for recruiters to of course be able to understand where someone is or what they really can do yeah and again like you said is it is it because you haven't really stepped into it is it because your culture hasn't let you prefer yeah it's you know there's no one answer to that i think right um, i mean and there are many examples that that i recently read on harvard business review mm-hmm. and um where where they actually state that that past experience is not a prerequisite for success or um, the history on your CV. So it's not really that even if you recruit, there's no guarantee for success because in this environment, in this situation, in this time frame, the person will perform differently, most likely. So past experience is not a prerequisite for success. It can give you an, a clue, but not necessarily. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, did they say, but that's inter- for me, that links back to what you said about the environment. Because of course, if you're in a different environment, everything can be completely different <laughs> than before. Yeah. So I wonder if they addressed that. Because yeah, I, theoretically, absolutely. It doesn't have to mean anything, mm-hmm. but it could. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's why they need coaches everywhere to make sure everyone's fine, <laughs> no matter what's the challenge. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, Nicolina. How can people find you? Shall I put your uh, link and contact underneath? Yeah, video? I think mostly I'm on Instagram, sometimes on YouTube, a little bit of Facebook. That's mostly it at the moment. Uh, yeah. yeah, please do. Or website or something as well. Yes. Awesome. So yeah. if anybody needs a consultation help some insights or just yeah yeah I mean Mm -hmm. I think we we originally said yeah absolutely I'm always there for like one-on-one um I am potentially running some workshop which will look in this like building the strengths more that you need yeah um I need to still finalize that it might be like a series and this is just part of it or something um but yeah if you follow me you'll find out (laughs) when that's happening wonderful we can announce it again on my channel so people yeah I'm sure we find other things to talk about. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) In the meantime, or go deeper or something, if you want me to share any specific things that I just think could be helpful or something. I I enjoyed this creative talk, Nicolina. Mm -hmm. Me too. (laughs) Cool. Thank you. Well, thank you. (laughs) 